Titi Lusipo with uh, Freedom and uh, Freedom, of course, follows Inyati. Titi Lusipo is my guest in the studio. If uh, you didn't know her, here's an opportunity for you to get to know her music. What, what do you define yourself as? I call you a jazz vocalist, but there's some who also say you're an Afro soul vo- vocalist. Hi, Titi. Sing, Titi. Hi, Titi. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to say sing, Titi. <laughs> How are you? I'm well, thanks. Compliments of the season. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Compliments of the season. When you define yourself, right, you say you're what? You're a jazz vocalist or an Afro-soul vocalist? Or like Whitney Houston used to say, I just sing. I just sing. Aww. Honestly, I just sing. I'm a musician. I'm a conduit. Um, I just, I'm just a person that's carrying melodies of healing, melodies of, of happiness, melodies of love and of, you know, just positive energy. Um, I've always, uh, you know, tried to sh- shine away from boxing myself. You know, I'm not a jazz musician. I'm not an Afro soul. Because if you were to ask me to sing something by Prince right now or mm. anything related to rock or Grace Jones, you know, I would kill it. You yeah. Know? And that's because I'm not such an eclectic. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm just a musician. I just I just love singing. I sing anything and everything. That that's fantastic because you know I I was told that uh, one of the things that we sh- should talk about is you know the Gloria Bosman tribute uh, that you did last year at the jazz festival. But I said to somebody, no, that's no. not the only person she tributed last year. I saw her doing mm. an amazing job tributing Busim Shongo at uh, the Market Theatre last year. So it's almost for me uh, that you know when you are given the opportunity to do uh, tributing you put you know you put your best foot forward where does the journey of music start with you is there something in the water in Quebec in the Eastern Cape definitely something in the water in Quebec and I'm and I'm home as we speak um, so my musical journey really began from, it's, it's genetic. My mother is an incredible vocalist, probably one of the best vocalists I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been in the, in the, in the hit jazz band, the soul Jasmine. And, uh, her father, my, my, my maternal grandfather was a choral composer. He composed the great hymn, guide me of our great Jehovah. So it's definitely in the waters and in the blood of, of my forefathers. And so I definitely could not es- escape, um, uh, the, the the music the music thing, however I think just but, in terms um, of in what Guinea, you mentioned, where, where she stayed so for many many years, in terms mm. of just the I've tributes that I've done, the many tributes that I've done recently, we, we, we search into the history of of South Africa. Mm-hmm. I I've been blessed to have a mother who's gone through all these generations of music, but I always just like to sit down and just study what it means to. Pro- produce a certain melody and what that writer or what that singer, you know, intended to do with that melody. And this mm. is why for me, paying tribute to, you know, artists like Mambu Simsong, I remember with her at the Market Theatre, I called Mam Stella Kumalo and I said, Mam Stella, I'm struggling. Mm. Can you explain to me what this means? Can you go through this with with me? And I spoke to Musa Koza as well, just to understand the lineage of Zulu. And in that way, then I'm able to produce a better melody, or rather I'm able to understand the melody better. Mm. And that helps me produce. So I think 
for me, music is more than just entertaining and just, you know, making people happy. But I think it's important for me as a musician to understand what it is that I'm singing so that it preaches better to the audience. Wow. So, I mean, what are your influences? Or maybe I ask you to think about talking to me about those influences when we come back from break, because I have a, I have a, a, you know, a commercial break that's supposed to happen now. But we are in conversation with Titi, vocalist mm-hmm. Titi Luzipo, and uh, we're going to talk to her about her evolution of her career, where uh, she is now with what it is that she released. Because I know that song Freedom was one of the last big things that uh, she released and what her ambitions are. We're going to continue our conversation with Titi in a short while. Celebrating our music heritage right here on the Friday Wind Down. And of course, at the center of the wind down today is vocalist Titi Luzipo. Who are the influences? Because I read that, uh, you know, uh, you consider Zwaibala a mentor, you consider uh, Dr. Winston John a mentor, and you also considered uh, Dorothy Masuka uh, a mentor. And those are really, really big names. But, you know, outside of your mom and your immediate family, you know, when you started to hear music, because I love what you're saying about having an eclectic ear, where uh, did you find your influences coming from so my influences really honestly came from my mother um when i grew up i grew up under the music of mamleta mbulu so if you think about the old records of mamleta mm. um this morning mom played no more rains many rains i beg your pardon many rains by mamleta which is an old record um that she produced was produced by quincy jones so that's the kind of music that i kind of grew up listening to you know mamleta mam miriam makeba mam dorothy masuga and so on and so forth Potula, obviously and um th- that's the kind of influence that i got so i must say um it was a lot of jazz influence mm. or you know they call it that and um and then i grew you know and i had my own understanding of music and then i then went into the music of mom judith sepuma gloria bosman of course um and and so on and so forth and then by the time i went to school i just had this this crazy idea that one day i'll release an album with every genre there is (laughs) you Mm, know i was mm. like if ever I could sing a Grace Jones song and a Michael Jackson and a Whitney Houston and a Mariah Carey, but still, but still have the influence of Mum Judith and Mum Gloria and Mum Leta, I'd, I'd love to do that. And I think um, that for me translated into what I always say about my music that it is honestly just a reflection of reality. Mm. And this now back to what what we were talking about a little bit earlier to say I'm just a singer. You're you know? just a singer. Um, I'm a singer. My album has uh, the first song you played, Inyati, the trumpet that you hear on there is is none other than Sydney Mavundla. Mm. You know? uh, of ah, by Sydney Leander Mavundla Mad- is amazing. Can you tell Sydney Mavundla we need his music on streaming services when you see him, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, go on. I definitely will. <laughs> go on. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just, it's just, you know, a culmination of of so many things, and of course, then um, my bigger sisters, Abotendi Samazwais, Impuetana, Sipokazi, you know, those. Mm. That's the kind of really, really then influenced me and really pushed me into saying, okay, you know what, I want to be a recording artist. I really yeah. wanna, I wanna do this, and 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 I think this is something that could just heal 
and 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 just speak to people in the way that I would like for people to yeah. hear. So, do, so those are my my major influences. A distinction for any musician, though, uh, comes from uh, finding something that identifies you to stand out beyond what is already on the spectrum, right? And, you know, because there can never be two Judith Sipumas, there can never be two Tandi Somazwais, there can never be two uh, Busim Shongos, uh, because we love those people for who and what they are. But finding distinction is, is something that is sometimes extremely hard for a lot of musicians uh, to, to harness and bring to life the one thing that makes you you, uh, the one thing that gives you the signature of you, that, you know, because when I hear Bargimang uh, even if I'm in Rio, right, in, in Brazil of Rio de Janeiro, in a place I've never been to, where I will hear a song that comes on, even if it's a song of hers I previously have never heard, I will be able to hear something distinct in her voice that says, this is Simpuadana. Uh, I don't care who says what. I come from uh, South Africa and I know as a fact that this is Simpuadana. How did you find it in terms of fighting for and asserting your distinction as a vocalist in South Africa? Oh, thank you so much for that question, uh, Sis KG. So one of the things that I never really embraced about my voice is the husk. Mm, and, the beautiful uh, <laughs> husk that we all love. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while. I'm not going to lie to you. It took me a while. Wow. I just always wonder. Why am I like? Why do I not sound like someone else? Mm. Why? Why? Mm. Why do I? I you know, I wanted to sound like I wanted to have that deep voice or that squeaky voice, that soprano voice, and it just wouldn't come out, mm. you know. And mm. I, that tried to mimic so many people. <clears throat> excuse me. And I just until one day, I just sat down with myself and through the help of my mother, and I just started embracing this husk. Mm. I just started. Em- so I remember this um, this one performance that we did. We had a group called um, Bitches Brew. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was my son, Pam Dalosa and Zoe Modeja. And we were paying tribute to Musim Songo. And we had a show called Unom Kubulwane. Mm-hmm. And my voice on KG just would not come out. <clears throat> and I kept saying, guys, I'm not going to be able to sing. My voice is just too husky for this show. And they looked at me and said, you must be crazy. This is this is exactly what we're looking for. Mm. And I went on stage with that husk. And 80% of the people that were in that venue said, we will never forget you. We will never forget the sound of your mm. voice. Mm. I embraced it more. I started embracing it more. Um, and that, I think, for me, has now become the distinct, um, original, authentic sound that Titi Luzipo produces. Um, it's that it's that husk yeah. that comes with what we call um, it's that, that husk that comes mm-hmm. with soul, that that husk that reminds you of a bit of jazz, but also a bit of soul and a bit of gospel, mm-hmm. you know. It's just that, that voice that carries so many melodies, but it's so, so rusty and so so rough around the edges. And I think that for me is my goal. And, um, you know, I, I remember saying this at a workshop as part of the Joy of Jazz. I said, one of the things that we need to, embrace is is our authenticity you know as as musicians it's okay to be different mm. no one sounds like as you're saying you know no one sounds like tandy somers why no one sounds like you know no one sounds like sipoka as, as you're saying simpiatana as well when she comes onto that stage you know that's her voice mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the 
really just wanted to embrace and I and I pray to God that I'm still doing it you know I, I, still, I still pray that whenever I walk on stage even if your eyes are closed you can still say that is the voice of Titi Lucifer. Trust me so I would my- not. But I also find it fascinating that uh, you and I have interviewed a lot of artists in in my career. Right, you're one of the very few who didn't say I got my influences in church. Well, um, that's very interesting because I did, but I don't take it as as a as the primary foundation, that's the honest truth. Mm-hmm. I, I and and that's church, fine. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I sang in the church choir, of course, like like any like any kid that grew up in a in a Christian or religious family would, you know. And of course, I had the voice uh, too. But so I sang. I had church groups. But the funny bit is a fun fact about Titi. Uh, we had we went to a cosmopolitan church. And because of my nature and because of how wild I am and uh, and all that stuff, I started a jazz group in the church. Mm. And it was the craziest thing. I mean, one would think that, you know, traditionally you sing in the church choir and you grow, da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But I went to the pub and I said, look, I want to start a jazz group. You know, I wanna, I'm going to write jazz songs in gospel form, but I, I just, I want to start a jazz group. And that's exactly what I did. Mm. But honestly, all honesty, I would be lying if I said that was the major, major influence. The major influence for me was my mother taking me to her shows. Mm. It was, it was me going to watch my mom sing, and after that, I would see another artist come on stage. I would see Mum Tandy Glasson. I would see Mum Dorothy Masuka. That for me was the. That's what I want to do. You know what I mean? The church, of course, played an immense role, you know, because that's when I started writing songs. That's when I realized that I am a songwriter. But the major influence, honestly, is is the shows that I attended as a very young child. And and, and different demands uh, are placed on you as an artist uh, the, uh, in terms of songwriting one versus singing. Uh, what do you primarily focus on when you songwrite? And I, I want to tie that up also to your album being called uh, um, I think the the single that first came out when you came out in 2019 is Being Woman uh, when, when, when that album came out. When you write music what do you want to do? Do you want to tell a story? Do you want to sell a feeling? What, what, what influences your songwriting? I, I honestly want to evoke an emotion mm-hmm. when I write. Mm-hmm. Whether it's an emotion of being in love or or allowing yourself to feel sad or allowing yourself to feel happy. I just want to evoke an emotion. And I've, and I've maintained that through all of my music. And this, of course, is evident in the songs that I've written, songs like Being Woman, that speaks about the eradication of femicide and, mm. you know, trying to bulldoze patriarchy. And, you know, I mean, I mean Being Woman, a song like Moya Oinuele, for instance, is a song that was influenced by by me being a Christian and the church. and But it was also influenced by the state of emergency that I felt we were in as a country. And mm. this is when then I picked on a song called where I was just calling upon the spirit, the universe, you know, to do something about what we had found ourselves in as a broken country. Mm. And so going back and, and and songwriting, I've always just wanted to write songs that evoke emotion, songs that reflect the reality of our people. 
songs that tell a story of love but also tell a story of oppression yeah you know? so uh, so on the album titi luzipo the self-titled album titi luzipo if somebody heard this interview for the first time and came into contact with uh, your music for the first time and then they go and download um, um your album whether that is titi luzipo or the recently re- released freedom what are they if you were to describe your sound to them what what are you going to say they're going to find there You know, people can just find an amalgamation of music. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, <clears throat> I've got crazy influences. That mm-hmm. album features Ringo Mazingozi, for instance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> when you come out of a song like Inyati and then you find a song that features Ringo Mazingozi and you find a song that features Makoy Mkhubata. Yes. Um, it really just shows what a wide range of music I've been listening to since I was uh, I was a child. Um, <clears throat> my music, Sis KG, has really just been a joy, a you joy. know, a joy, reflecting what South Africa is, you know, from Bakanga to, <clears throat> excuse me, to soul, to R&B, to, I mean, if you listen to a song titled My Love on the album, that's just R&B, you know, and for me, I always thought, you know, this is my Mary J. Blige, this mm-hmm. is my boy, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Then you go to a song Umzali that features Uringo Matlingozi, and that time for me was like I'm in my Sipokazi era, I'm in mm. my Mbaganga, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just really a joy of <clears throat> the talent that that God has blessed me with, and 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 just the ear that God has blessed me with to be able to listen and to translate all of this into melody. Let's play a song before your voice disappears because that voice is treasured. (laughs) (laughs) We we don't want it to disappear. Here's Seasons from Titi Luzipo. We'll continue our conversation with her in a while. Seasons is from uh, Titi Luzipo, who we've been having a conversation with. That song, um, our technical producer, Mark, loves so much. Mark, if you want to hear more of that song, Seasons, you must listen to my show, Seasons, on the weekend. But we'll continue uh, our conversation with uh, the iconic Titi Luzipo in a short while. The Friday Wind Down. Kick off your weekend the right way. It's 11.41. We are in conversation with Titi Luzipo. So you recently also released a song, a song called Freedom. Tell me how the structure of releasing music comes out and why it is that there will be one song that comes out. What is the whole idea and the plan? Well, we're broke, says KG. Maybe that's the first thing. (laughs) Don't start. Because to make music is money. To make music is a lot of money. It's a lot of resources. But um, I think um, I, I now count it as a blessing. So when I released my album in 2019, obviously we had a whole plan of touring and doing all sorts of things. And then 2020, we had the unfortunate pandemic, mm-hmm. which then led me to not being able to tour and so on and so forth. Um, so I, had a, I had a little bit of pressure, you know, from the audience saying, Titi, look, we love you. We love uh, the album that you gave to us, but we are dying for new music. Mm. And um, and so I thought, okay, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't been really writing. I, I just haven't had that urge to write. But I had the song Freedom um, that that my friend and I, Lungi Longobo, had written. Mm-hmm. And I had been performing it 
<clears throat> excuse me, at many shows. And um, I thought maybe it's time that I release this. And I think also I just released it at a time where, again, um, I felt like what is going on in our country? Yeah. You know, honestly, you know, we, we can speak about a lot of things. We can speak about gender-based violence. We can speak about patriarchy. We can speak about leadership and politics. Mm-hmm. But honestly, what we really want as a society, as a community, as a people is freedom. Mm. Um, and, and that's all we want. We just want liberation. Liberation of the mind, liberation of our bodies, liberation to do what it is that we're meant to do, um, what we're destined to do. And uh, and I released that, um, you know, just as a to say, hey, I'm, I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still going to be releasing music. <clears throat> and I worked with the most incredible musicians, Lunga Longobo produced that and we, we wrote it together. Mm, but mm. just of the just in terms of the process of, of releasing and writing music, like I'm saying, it, it requires a lot of resource, a lot of financial capacity. And as mm. an independent artist, I'm always very careful, you know, not to go into debt or yes. you know, to find myself, you know, in a contract now just because I just I was just dying to release music. You know, music is forever. Yeah. yeah. And I think I've I've been very deliberate about writing music that's going to last till the ends of time. If if Mark is still dancing to seasons that I actually wrote back in, back in 2010, mm-hmm. <laughs> that means that, you know, we're going to release music that's going to last. And so um, I, I also just want to urge if anyone is listening and they're a musician, take your time. Take your writing time. And take your time um, because then it'll speak better. It'll, you know, it'll, it'll sit more comfortably with with people so yeah freedom is is a single that i released released uh, last year um i am wanting to record another one and i think that's what i'll be doing moving forward yeah what uh, i admire one of the things singles in one of the things, sorry, uh, you, you know, uh, to to disturb you because of of, of that uh, delay in our connection. But one of the things I admire about you is I've seen you uh, perform in very varied settings, uh, settings, sorry, and and playing uh, very varied roles. Right? Um, I think I remember uh, somebody saying you were one of the musical uh, directors at the um, uh, Somi uh, tribute to uh, Miriam Mageba launch when uh, we were at the State Theatre, and you. Were one of the backup singers mm-hmm. and you were so amazing right mm-hmm. and then and then i would see you again uh, uh, uh I, at uh, the billy munama thing uh, i think it's called maibuye africa if my memory is serving me correctly yeah. and and even then uh it's almost like you bring out a new version of yourself uh depending on what uh mm-hmm. the setting demands of you artistically and and actually mm-hmm. it, it made sense to me when you talked about your love for prince right and and how you can do Prince because, uh, you know, Pr- Prince was so uh, diverse as an artist. You can place him in any setting and he would comfortably be able to deliver what was required of him I- in that setting. Why do you intentionally, because it looks to me like it's intentional, why do you intentionally uh, br- bring yourself out as so multifaceted as an artist? One of the things that really inspired me as a child, Sis KG, is is the is, is seeing artists like Prince, of course. And I remember Zoe Balaza is a very good family friend, and I just couldn't believe how he could conduct an orchestra and then still sing. And then and then he would sit in an interview and he would say, "I wrote a song from Rahuma Sakela," and then next minute we would see him in TKZ, and I just wondered 
you know what what's that mm. you know and and I, and I and I wanted that for myself mm-hmm. I wanted that for myself and I think it's 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 the treasure that I will always I'll, I'll always hold dear to my heart that I can direct music but I can still be a BV mm. and I can and I can still and I can still pay tribute to Wasim Song and I can still sing seasons and and freedom and and all of that and I think it's all because I am so intentional as you're saying about about putting out who I am mm. you know I'm not singer and I don't want to be remembered as just a singer you know I want I want someone to remember me as the the lady that conducted an 80 piece orchestra I want mm. to be remembered re- re- as the woman who paid tribute to Busim Songo and brought the house down in New York I mm-hmm. want to be remembered as Kitty Luzipo who sang freedom and who wrote songs that evokes emotion mm. and for me that's important because we're not going to be here forever you know we're not yeah. going to be here forever important that the legacy that I leave behind is a legacy that even the next generation can say you know I like what Didi did and I want to follow that you know that I, so that I leave a story behind I yeah. leave a research behind even encyclopedia you know I want people to page through my book and not only read the book of Didi being a singer but I want you to read a book of Didi being a music director mm. you know because I've got influence my yeah. grandfather was a con- in fact, you're quite the sought-after musical director because I think if, again, my memory is serving me well, I remember you being musical director for a Simpiwe Dan or something. If, am, I, am I correct? Yes, you are. Oh, this you, you know, I, I could probably sit with you face-to-face and just thank you just for just supporting and just, just always being there. Yes, I have music directed a Simpiwe Dan's Moya. Yes. Um. Which is which is going which is going to run at the Artscape now at the end of January again, and once again, Simpua came to me. If, if you if you know when she released her music, she she recorded a cappella, mm. and she then music to record labels and they added all the music and of course that's how we got to find out that you know about Peggy Cosa, Morera, they are the ones that influenced the instrumentation of her music, but it mm-hmm. was all a cappella. And uh, when she came to me and she said, Didi, I want to I go back to the basics of my music. I want to give you my music as it was before it was recorded. Mm-hmm. And she gave me a drive full of a cappella music of all her songs. Mm-hmm. And I went back to that and I researched for about two weeks. I sat down with that music and I dissected it. And then I put together a 10-piece vocal ensemble that sang her music the way in which it was first recorded. And this just goes to show once again that music for me is more than just entertaining people. I I take pride in sitting down mm. and dissect, going through every melody, going through every story, finding out what she meant <clears throat> when she wrote Ndiredi. What was the story behind Ndiredi? Mm. I remember sitting with, with uh, the late Tepo Tsula, may his soul rest in peace. And I said, Baba, what were you thinking when you wrote Stop the War? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you listen to Stop the War and you think about what's going on now all around the world, it mm-hmm. still speaks volume, mm. you know. Yeah. And so for me, it's so important that I, I sit down with a musician and I understand the story as, I mean, we don't just write songs, you know. Every song is influenced by something. Yeah, yeah. And um, that for me is very important. And so this is why I don't want to be remembered just as a singer. I want to be remembered as the woman who backed saw me at, at, at her tribute to Miriam Makeba. And, you know, for me, it's not a thing of, oh, I'm just a BV, you know. Um, mm. Someone who, who plays an important role in Somi's music. And that's yeah. why she called me. 
Yeah. You know, so it, it's an encompassing thing. And I wish that I had more time to, to actually speak about this specific topic, about just embracing our musicianship and not boxing ourselves into saying, no, I won't do BVs for, for you know, I mean, if you were to, to sing one thing and say, Titi, can you do BVs for me? I'd jump. Oh, I'd jump. I, I but... can't sing, Titi. I mean, come <laughs> I, on. I know you won't do it. <laughs> come on now. So listen, though, uh, speaking of collaborations, because I think you're part of a crew of really exceptional musicians that are out at this time. You made reference earlier to uh, doing um, uh, a show with Spam uh, Lalose, who I love so much, um, but doing a show with uh, Zoe Mudija, who I equally love so much. And they are, you know, uh, the new face of uh, what fresh South African music is about at this time. And at any given time, right, there's a huge responsibility that comes with that uh, for yourselves as, as the artist because your mirrors of an evolving and a growing tradition of excellence at this time and you you know you you mentioned these big names uh, that along the journey of your musical life have been um, influences uh, you know I, we could go on and on but you also are carrying a future generation right in your hands in the way that your Magebas and uh, let Ambulus uh, have carried yourselves as, as you know, as this cohort now of musicians. Tell me about the importance of being able to collaboratively work together. Sure. Yes. Yeah. That is. I think that's one of the. Yeah. One of the most important fa- uh, topics I want to speak about. Um, as from this year onwards, it's just. It, for me, there is a shortage in South Africa, and I say this with pride. Um, there's a shortage of spaces in South Africa mm. for us to be to to go out there and just allow people to come in and you know and 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 listen to us. There's mm. a, there's a huge shortage, particularly um, here in Gauteng, where I am. Uh, particularly here in Johannesburg. Absolutely, particularly in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 so it becomes then so difficult uh to to express ourselves and uh, of course i mean we've got albums but if you think back then i mean we had music stores where you could actually purchase an album you know mm. not everybody has the you know the the freedom of being able to stream music and whatnot and i really want <clears throat> to excuse me want to put it out there you know to to the powers that be that create spaces for for us to collaborate create mm. spaces for us to express ourselves um it's so hard to get into a theater space because of you know the many procedures and the politics and whatnot that we have to follow in order for us to produce shows however yeah. um, i have been very deliberate and i think my colleagues um as well zoe's Tandinduli, bugani daya you know and, 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 and those are all the cool so, kids those are all the cool kids yeah you know, <laughs> we've we've been We've been pushing, um, we've been pushing, um, mm. you know, to put ourselves out there in so many ways that, and, and us being independent musicians as well. I mean, mm. if you look at what Zoe is, is doing currently in South Africa, pushing so much uh, through the, the cities. I mean, I started a concept titled the Silent Concert Edition, which has been selling out in every city that I've been going to. But mm. the one thing that we really struggle with is is the 
is 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 venues we don't have venues that we can we we can we can we can express ourselves um but but all's not lost i think 2024 is our you know is is a year to just keep pushing more and to be interviews like this really help you know where we can reach out to a bigger audience to say we want to do so much there's so many things i want to do in my hometown abeja right now but there's a shortage of venues, you know, Johannesburg, Durban, and all these. I mean, the chairman is now back in Durban, you know, which gives us more space. But um, but the, the, honestly, the one major thing that's really a block, if I may say so, is the shortage of venues. Um, yeah. However, we, we're still pushing, says KG. We're still pushing. We, we want to do sit, uh, sit, uh, through, uh, city tours and and all, but we we need we need more venues to be able to express ourselves but the collaboration i mean i've been seeing a lot of amazing things happening there's so many collaborations happening so many um uh uh, uh friendships going back into time you know from mm. from when we were at school together those friendships are starting to manifest in in, in such a beautiful way um, there's so many musicians that are releasing some amazing music. Um, it's just so beautiful. I to also, watch I also actually them. love mm. that most of you are independent. I know it's hard uh, to be independent, yeah. but I, I'd rather uh, you you know you slog as an independent artist than end up uh, with a career that says only the record company is the one who won out of all of the effort that you single-handedly uh, put into your body of work. It's a new Absolutely. year because I still want to pay uh, to pay uh, to play. Sorry, moya oingwele. So uh, we have to find a way to round off. It's the new year, um, and uh, the new year means uh, whether we call it um, a resolution or uh, you know ambition. Uh, it means you know we we've got a chance to dream new dreams. What are the dreams that you're dreaming for? What you want to attain musically this year? This year, oh, there's so much I want to do. I would like to uh, do a five-city tour this year. Kabecha, Port Elizabeth, my hometown, Johannesburg, Durban, Cape Town. And um, I want to tap onto the shores of Mozambique and Swaziland this year. Those are the major things I want to do. But more so, I really want to sing. I mm. think it's time. I've been doing, <laughs> I've been doing some directing. I've been songwriting for people i've been doing so many other things and i just really want to put my voice out there again um there's something about it that i keep realizing as time goes by that there's just something about my voice that that people just find healing and and find solace in and uh, through that i will be releasing some more new music for my audience this year for the listeners and um, i want to engage you know zahara before she died she said she wants she, <clears throat> she wants to be the girl from next door mm. and, I, and i loved because that's exactly what i've always intended to be mm. um just the girl that you can reach out to for anything for a song for for happiness for anything you know and i i want to release some new music this year i want to tour um i've got some beautiful things coming up for 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 the first uh, uh city which is my hometown port elizabeth um some new music as well so yeah i i want to sing this yeah year. I, I, just I, sing I, to yeah. Didi. that's all we want oh. just sing uh you're re- you're really phenomenal Titi, uh, uh, and and i hope that the road rises to meet you and uh, you know what you intend manifests and we're grateful that you're in the space at this time to enhance and make bigger the story of south african music and thank you for chatting to me
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. This means so much to me. It's such a great way to start off the year. I'm really just grateful also, you know, for 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 um people like you who are always just in touch with reality of what's happening within the within the music industry. So thank you so much and thank you to SAFM for, yes, for always Mark. supporting me. Now you can play her song, Mark. It's called Moya Ngwele. As uh, you know, Mark is a fan already, right? Ah, thank you, Mark. Shout out to you. <laughs> thank All you, Titi. All the best. Bless you. Thank you so much. Bless you, Sister